Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is time for the NFL Playbook Podcast brought to you by SportsNot.com. I am Scott Branson, along with my broadcast partner here, Mr. Evan Grote. And we're here to talk about NFL football with you. Evan, uh, another great weekend of football. I mean, every weekend with football is a great weekend. Let's think about that. But uh, the Bills up in your neck of the woods and the Dolphins, the Bills showed that they are, to me, the number two team in the AFC right behind the Kansas City Chiefs with uh, with their convincing win over the Dolphins. We talked about it on this show last week, of course, with Chris Perkins. Uh, I still got a lot of respect for the Dolphins. They're still going to be there at the end. But boy, did they run into a little bit of a buzzsaw up there as Josh Allen is Josh Allen again. Yeah, he's he's playing great right now. And uh, that is one of the things I pointed out on last week's broadcast is the success that Josh Allen has had against Miami, now 11-2 and two in his career against the Dolphins. Um, after that, that, that first game that he had against the, the Jets, he's really calmed down. I think he's really taking some of the coaching that was given to him about you know not putting the ball in so much risk, making smarter decisions with the ball, and not only the ball, his body as well. And I think we're starting to see that, and he's, he's elevating himself into the MVP conversation with the way he's playing right now. But it was definitely a, a dominating win for them. A lot of happy Buffalo Bills fans, uh, some of my coworkers, my wife, my kids, <laughs> a lot of happy fans around here. Yeah, I would imagine. And he's he's right over there over your left shoulder, that Josh Allen character. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go around the NFL, too. Lots to talk about. And we talk about the AFCE since we're already there talking about the Bills, who clearly have the advantage now and in the driver's seat there. Uh, the Dolphins, of course, they'll lick their wounds. They'll be fine. But you look at Mr. Bill Belichick. Goes to Dallas. Biggest loss in his career. There's buzz. There's always been some buzz around Belichick. But there's buzz that uh, he might not necessarily be around next year. Now, I think he's he's obviously got to choose to leave on his own. He's not going to get fired. Kraft is not going to fire him, I don't think, ever in New England. But it certainly brings up, you know, where is this Patriots team? Where are they going? This, this historic loss for Belichick, uh, they don't have Tom Brady. They don't have the characters they had. They don't have a quarterback. Obviously, with Mac Jones there, not good. It sounds like he's lost all confidence in the young guy. So where does this team go? It's hard to know. The, the, the dynasty, if you will, was over a bit ago, but now it seems as though the Patriots kind of teetering on that, that edge of maybe becoming uh, the bottom of that division for several years to come. Yeah, it's something that we're we're not familiar with seeing as the Patriots struggle seeing the Patriots at the bottom of the division and in, in the standings. Uh, I th- I thought we would see a better version of Mac Jones than what we're currently seeing because Great. he is now being reunited with Bill O'Brien, who was his coordinator back at Alabama. But it hasn't been great so far. Of course, he was he was benched in the game against the Cowboys, and. Uh, you know, he has, he is getting a lot of, uh, I, I did hear Belichick say that he is going to be the starter going forward. Bill O'Brien, I was reading some articles uh, with some quotes from him this week saying that those were some uncharacteristic plays that he made in that game. So they're going to, they're going to go with him uh, the rest of the year. There isn't going to be any kind of quarterback controversy according to what Belichick saw, but he's going to have to get better in a hurry because I was looking at the schedule. Also, the schedule doesn't do them any favors. They still have games left with uh, the with the Dolphins, of course, because they're in the division. 
two games with Buffalo. I see they play the Chiefs as well, the Saints, the Chargers, the Commanders. So there's some still some difficult games left on this schedule for the for the Patriots. Yeah, no question about that one. And I think that if you look at the situation there, that that East, I mean, you have the Jets and the Jets Boy, they played well against Kansas City because you saw Zach Wilson. I know he's been, you know, Rodney Harrison on the air calling him trash, all this stuff. And, of course, you're in the vacuum that is New York. It's tough to play there. Uh, and and so you see that. But the Jets, without Aaron Rodgers, who swears he's coming back this year, which would be remarkable if he somehow did. But uh, you look at what's happening with the Jets. The Jets seem, you know, they're playing a lot better than people thought they would after the loss of Aaron Rodgers, after the loss of your franchise quarterback, and Wilson seems to be playing well enough, um, this division's going to, I mean, look, the Bills are clearly the class of the division, but between the Dolphins and the Jets, an injury. Injury's always the great equalizer, Evan. You never know what's going to happen down the stretch, but I think this race, and I think one of those teams out of that division, maybe two, could be end up becoming a wildcard team. Yeah, and you're you know talking about injuries. That's been one of the big problems for the Patriots as well, as they've been just riddled with injuries. We saw them lose Matthew Judon for the next two months uh, last week, as well as their rookie cornerback uh, Christian Gonzalez, I believe. So uh, you know they they've got a lot of injuries to a lot of key players, and yeah, that is always the X factor. Uh, obviously, that's been the major problem for the Jets. I was happy to see uh, Wilson play a good game. I, you know, I was starting to feel bad for the kid, the way he was getting beat up in the media. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I was happy to see him uh, play a good game. He gave his team a chance to win. Uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, nationally on the radio and whatnot about the controversial call, the the, the PI uh, on, on Sauce Gardner. I didn't like that call there, to be honest. I think that the Chiefs get the benefit of a lot of calls. <laughs> think back to the Super Bowl. Think back to the Super Bowl, the, the holding call on, on Bradbury uh, that pretty much won the game for them. Uh, they're getting a lot of calls recently, I don't, and I'm not a big fan of that person. I wish the referees would kind of let them play a little bit, especially in big moments like that. Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's move to the AFC North because this this division – is really interesting. And you and I, when we were planning for the show, we, we wanted to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Evan, and with all due respect to my friends in Cincinnati, season's over. They're not going to make it. They're just yeah. not going to make it. I, I'm not saying Joe Burrow won't get, regain his form. I'm not saying Jamar Chase can't have a good season. But this team is done. They're 0-2 in the division. You look at Baltimore is 3-0 and in the division. And Baltimore's going into Pittsburgh this week. And if they win that game... Lights out. It's over. But I just don't see, starting with the Bengals, I don't see the Bengals recovering from where they're at because they went out, they made their offensive line seemingly better, they made their defense seemingly better, even though they lost Jesse Bates, which was a big loss, they made up for it, they drafted well, they have the best wide receiver room, I think, in, in the AFC, and can't get it done. Uh, Joe Burrow with that calf doesn't seem like it's it's 100% still. Now, it might be getting closer, and maybe this week in week five or week six, he's able to do what Joe Burrow does. He is only two of 22 of throwing the ball over 15 yards so far this season, Evan. Just terrible stats. And it goes to show you how important the quarterback is. But, aren't I mean, it's shocking to me how the Bengals have played so far this year. 
Yeah, I, and to me, it, it all comes down to the injury to Burrow. I mean, that's I know the yeah. defense hasn't been as good as they were hoping it would be uh, at the beginning part of the season to try to get them through this rough patch a, as Burrow gets healthy, but the injury is just devastating to the offense. One of his greatest strengths is his ability to – his mobility. He's a mobile guy, not quite as mobile as, as like a Patrick Mahomes type, but he can make plays within the pocket by, by extending the plays, and he's just not able to do that right now in team teams are blitzing him at an extremely high rate compared to what they have seen um, in, in past seasons. And it's, it's being very effective against them. Uh, I believe he's on pace. I was reading an article in the athletic he's on pace right now to be blitzed 47 more times than he saw all of last year. So until <laughs> they, until they can do something to, to stop teams from doing that, to make them pay for blitzing, they're going to continue to see it. So it, it's going to, I, and again, you mentioned how healthy, is he right now? Will he eventually get back to 100%? If he doesn't, this this could continue for this offense. And so they just gave him that massive contract in the offseason. Not that it was a bad contract. Obviously, he's worth all of that kind of money. He's a great player, uh, one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. But the injury is just taking away some of the things that he he does so well. Yeah, no question about it. And I think that you you look at that situation with them and, and you feel for the fans, right? Because uh, this team was supposed to be such a, a juggernaut. I mean, I listen, I, I'm not kidding you. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and um, they have not. They just have not been able to do it. And you're right because of Joe Burrow. It's one of those situations where, it, again, I underscore the importance of quarterback in the NFL, in today's NFL, and it's a great example of that. Evan, the other thing here with that division is the Pittsburgh Steelers, another disappointing team. You look at what they're able to do on offense, which is almost nothing, and then on defense, they're giving up the run. The only team that they haven't given up more than 140 yards on the ground to was, of course, your Las Vegas Raiders, who only gained 69 yards on them. But this this team can't get it right on offense. Of course, now Kenny Pickett hurt. Uh, and then on defense, they seemed, seemingly can't get it together either. And now they got to host the Baltimore Ravens where, I mean, imagine this. You're, you're in the first weekend of October, pretty much, second week in October technically. And, and the Ravens, I think, can pretty much wrap up the, the division title. Now, I know crazy things can happen, and I know it's early, but I really believe that because if they go to 4-0 in the division – and, and they've beat every team in the division once already, who's going to come back? It's not going to be Pittsburgh. It's not going to be Cincinnati. Cleveland with that defense, perhaps. But, boy, this division has ended up a lot worse than we ever anticipated it would be. Absolutely. I thought the NFC – or excuse me, the AFC North was going to be the best division in football. And I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to be one of the sleeper teams in the league this year. They had a great preseason. The offense looked great in the preseason. I think what we've learned uh, is that the preseason is much different than the regular season, obviously. Uh, but I was expecting a major step forward from Kenny Pickett. We have not seen that. Uh, and I think a big part of the problem is the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. It doesn't sound like Mike Tomlin is going to make any changes. Uh, he's not going to fire the, the coach. Uh, it seems like he's he has his support. I'm not so sure I agree with that, but just really underperforming right now this offense. There's a lot of young talent with Najee Harris and Pickens and, and yeah. the tight end. And There's just a lot of talent there, but they just have not been able to put it together. So to me, you have to look at the person who's in charge of the offense, and that's the offensive coordinator. So – uh, I don't know if he'll last the whole season if if it continues to go the way it is, but right now Tomlin's gonna is gonna keep him on board. Yeah, absolutely. For now, for now, 
got a promotion even. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. We're whipping around the AFC today. How about that? That it just happened on accident. We're going to hit the AFC South and the AFC West in a minute. But this game coming up this week, San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, of course, it's in Santa Clara. And uh, these are two big teams headed for a collision course in what should be a great game against two great defenses and some offenses that can also sling the ball around. We're going to take a quick break when we come back here on the NFL Playbook podcast. We're going to be joined by Al Sacco. He talks, he's going to talk to us, I should say, about the 49ers. He covers the 49ers and uh, with the No Huddle podcast. So we're going to go out to the the right coast. No, is that the right coast? Yeah, it is the right coast. No, it's the left coast. Sorry. See, I get my directions all mixed up. It's going to be the left coast. We're going to go out to San Francisco, the Bay Area, and talk to Al right after the break. You're with Evan and Scott. This is Sports Knots NFL Playbook Podcast. Don't go anywhere. 